We have the Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson here. Is there anything else that needs to be said? He's got a new book out. We're going to talk all about it. Let's start the show. So I sent out an email yesterday to my list. I I had not sent an email to my list in quite a while. In fact, I've gone years without sending an email. And <laughs> I, I'm trying to think, what am I going to do? Because I can't just write like, Dave Jackson is my guest. Show up and watch the show. You don't want to miss this. At least that's what I understand from people who are invested in email marketing. You have to tell a story. So the story I told was what the criteria is for booking guests, at least for me and, and my shows. And I go through all these points and I come to the conclusion of the different points. And I say, our guest tomorrow on this, because I sent this yesterday, on StreamYard Connect is a huge yes to every one of the questions that I ask when it comes to booking a guest and if I had it in front of me I would I would read it but that doesn't make for a very good talk show so the the whole point put together is you want to bring have guests on who bring value you want to have guests on who can create a little bit of buzz about your show leading up to it you want to have guests on who are either entertaining or they have genuine expertise in an area or they have a good combination of both, uh, ideally. And you also, because you're going to, as part of the exchange, the guest comes on your show, gives you their time, you're going to promote their products and services, whether it's their book, their uh, courses, whatever it is that they have to offer. You also want to feel like they're a good person and the people who do business with them as a result of that promotion, are going to have a good experience. Um, so I can say without any stretch of the imagination that we have one of my really all-time favorite people in the space here. Dave Jackson is a Hall of Fame podcaster. He runs the School of Podcasting. He's helped hundreds, maybe thousands of people uh, start and grow and monetize their podcast. He's got a, a best-selling book, uh, or at least a number one new release. I'm not super knowledgeable on all the categories of Amazon, but it's, it's number one and that's always something. And I'm sure it's going to be extremely popular in the, in the podcast community because you're talking about somebody who's been doing it for 15 years. It's got millions of downloads. And in addition to all the people who've worked with him, either one-on-one -on -one or been a part of his school of podcasting, Dave's also inspired a lot of people through his podcasts and his live shows and his community meetups and speaking. So this is going to be a, a really special show. And if you have questions about podcasting or podcast monetization, please do throw those in the chat. If we don't get to them live, I will come back in later on and uh, see if we can get those to Dave because 
He's always answering questions on Saturday mornings for Ask the Podcast Coach. Tremendous podcast that he does with Jim Collison. And, of course, his flagship show is School of Podcasting. So a lot of different things to talk to Dave Jackson about. His new book, Profit from Your Podcast. Uh, I want to bring that up real quick because we mentioned uh, it, it is a, a number one in its category for new releases. And here, here we go. It's right there. Uh, Amazon number one new release, Profit from Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into a Livelihood. It was released on Monday. It's already, like I said, number one new release in blogging and blogs. There's link. There's a link in the description on Facebook and YouTube, so you can uh, check it out there, find out more about the book, uh, and there'll be links in the description to everything else we cover as well, including the School of Podcasting and, of course, StreamYard. Uh, if you're not yet signed up to StreamYard, check out that as well. And, of course, when we talk about StreamYard, it always starts with the three pillars. You see... Uh, the co-founders there, Gage Vandentop on the left and Dan Briggs on the right. The three pillars of StreamYard that guide the decisions that they make, ease of use, stability, and professional-looking streams. And people coming over from other platforms always are impressed by how stable the platform is, how you're able to bring on up to 10 guests and don't lose quality. And the other thing is the ease of getting a guest on with just a link and the, the, the ability to get your show together quickly and, and do a lot of different things. There's so many great features. Check it out. If you're not uh, using it yet, check it out. And if you are using it and you haven't experienced all the features, go ahead and try one of the premium plans. It's amazing. I, I have to say, having used almost every one of the browser-based platforms that have come along and even some of you know, the software that you would download onto your computer. Uh, there's no combination of speed and quality like StreamYard, and, and you combine that with the ease of use. It's, it's an amazing platform. Uh, there's also multi-streaming, so you can not only go to these destinations individually, but you can go to multiple destinations if you're on one of the premium plans. The basic plan gives you three destinations simultaneously. The pro plan gives you up to eight. I don't know if anybody goes to eight yet, but uh, I know some people go to a lot of different Facebook destinations, so that's that's kind of cool. Uh, but you can go to Facebook, you can go to LinkedIn, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Periscope, which of course gets you on Twitter, and you can go to a Twitch channel. And if that isn't enough, there's custom RTMP. So for example, if you wanted to go to Amazon Live, you just get a stream key and RTMP URL from Amazon, plug that into your uh, StreamYard account, and it's easy to make the connection. And then you can take advantage of all of StreamYard's features. You can use the screen share to show off your products and services. It's a pretty cool way to do things rather than just running your Amazon Live from the mobile app. So... Some, some StreamYard updates uh, I want to mention. Uh, studio audio is coming. If you're a musician or you like to play music on your broadcast, now you have that opportunity. Gage Van and Top, the CEO, 
Brought that up in the town hall. Uh, I believe it was Sunday night, like it always is, between 9 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We sort of wanted to give you a sneak peek of something that's coming within the, the next few days, since you're uh, kind enough to hang out with us, and that is uh, stereo audio. So I know musicians, this has been very important for the music uh, community, so you'll now... Um, Again, yeah, it's not not for the next few days, but in within the next few days, you will have the option to select stereo uh, audio in the um, in the it's in the audio section, right, Dan? Yeah. So, for anyone that doesn't know what that mean <laughs> means, basically, if you have instruments from different angles, it will actually capture that, and you'll be able from left left ear versus right ear, you'll be able to have some sense uh, of that, which I know for some people is very very important. So take a look out for that if you're interested in having stereo audio one of these times when you log in and it could be the next few hours or few days, you'll see a notice about that and you'll have access to enable stereo audio. Also, we've talked a lot about the different new members of the StreamYard content creation team. One of those is... Dean Nimmin, he's known as a mobile creator, and he dropped the video back on Sunday, I believe, in which he talked about lighting when you're on the road. In terms of the background, you can use practical lights for that. If you have lamps around your home, grab them, set them up. They will look fantastic. Just make sure that you match the colors and you don't have something overpowering. If the light was really bright in the background, this wouldn't work. So make sure that everything is balanced out. So there's a whole lot more from D. You can check that out on the StreamYard uh, YouTube channel about the different kinds of setups, two-point lighting, three-point lighting, single lighting, backlighting, practical lighting, which is essentially using lamps that you already have. Uh, D is a fantastic mobile creator. D also does StreamYard graphics. He's got all these different template packages that can immediately upgrade the look and feel of your broadcast, make you stand out on social. So if you're interested, there's a, a link to that in the description. And I used his uh, graphics for the first time on another show last week, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of graphics, we are using graphics done by uh, Jesse Guthrie, who is outstanding as well, and we love what he's been doing. Agreed to contribute graphics to the show throughout the season, and you can learn more about Jesse at StreamSenseMedia.com. Still looking forward to an opportunity to bring in that uh, three-up look uh, that he's designed. Uh, but all the graphics, uh, this, when you have two guests on, uh, when we have four guests on, uh, have been the result of Jesse's work gradually uh, going through the process of, of updating the look and feel of the show throughout the season. So thanks to Jesse for his hard work on that. And I should mention before we get to the industry news, a really big addition to the StreamYard content team is Sean Cannell. He's uh, from Think Media. He's the author of YouTube Secrets. Got several different YouTube channels that I don't know, have between 500 and a million and a half subscribers. He's uh, somebody people really love to learn from. And I I've had the privilege of interviewing him a couple times. Very nice guy, very down to earth, very easy to learn from. He's got a nice way of explaining what he does with video and very popular within the YouTuber community. So 
Uh, welcome to Sean Cannell and his team at Think Media for uh, joining on with StreamYard. They'll be creating content for the StreamYard YouTube channel as well, where we are live along with the StreamYard Facebook channel. We're also on Periscope and Twitter. And I just want to hit a couple of news items. We already talked about Dave Jackson's book being a number one new release on Amazon. Dave is here. We'll talk to him in just a minute. Also, uh, more Amazon news. Seems like every other week they have something new coming out. Amazon is actually launching a live streaming feature for travelers. It's a tourism service, essentially, in which through live video and live audio, they pair you up with a local person who can explain to you what to see, where to go, where to shop. Uh, probably <laughs> something is involved with Amazon products that you might buy for your trip or, <laughs> or need locally. I don't know, but uh, basically it's one-way video. Just your, your host, so to speak, is on video, but the audio is two-way, so you can have an interactive conversation through live streaming with that host and yourself if you are the traveler. So that's new from Amazon, that story from uh, India, Indulge Express. And also another story, I won't get into the specifics because we've done a whole bunch of these, but another story, uh, this one from WCBS 880 in New York, talking about how live streaming e-commerce is hot and how retailers... Uh, many of whom have saved their business and just more stories, more anecdotes about different different retail shops and companies that have turned to live streaming as basically a lifeline to keep their business alive. So I think we're going to see more of that. And I think the companies that have had success with it are, are going to stick with it because it's going to be just another channel that they can they can use for marketing. I'm Ross Brand. This is StreamYard Connect. If you're not using StreamYard, there is the link to sign up, livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard, livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. And now let's bring on our guest. He's without a doubt one of the most talented podcasters I've ever heard. He's a Hall of Fame podcaster. His new book is Profit From Your Podcast. He runs the School of Podcasting and hosts such popular shows as School of Podcasting and Ask the Podcast Coach among, I don't know, 12 or 15 or 20 others, uh, millions of downloads. Here he is, the great Dave Jackson. Welcome, Dave. Oh, man, Ross, thanks for having me. It's weird. I've been doing interviews for the book, and people are like, keep giving me these tremendous introductions. And I'm like, is there somebody else here? <laughs> are you sure they're talking about me? Like, holy cow. And I, you are the first person to let me know that I have the number one in whatever. I'm, I'm on Amazon. I'm like, where can I get that screenshot? You got to send that. Let me know how you I'll got send that. that. I'll send that over you. It was uh, blogs and blogging was the category. All right. So. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I There's actually probably had a, a podcast and web webcast, but I didn't have a chance to check before <laughs> the show. But we we caught the moment, and I, I mean, your reaction to to my opening up makes me want to ask: Do you realize how well respected and how well loved you are throughout the pod the independent podcasting community? I'm told on a fairly regular basis, uh, 
I'll put it this way. I'm in a mastermind and one of the guys in the mastermind said, you don't get it. And I go, what? And he goes, you're Dave Jackson. And I go, no, I get it. And he goes, no, no, you're Dave Jackson. And I was like, so what? You know? So yeah, I don't think I, I, I don't know. I've just always been, you know, I'm just, I'm just a guy in a spare bedroom talking into a microphone. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you, you've been doing this for 15 years yeah. and, you know, you have a, a voice that could be on national radio um, or, you know, major stations locally. You, you could you could do radio. You could do TV with that voice. You could do anything. Um, you've also got a great personality for this. And I was wondering, when you started out 15 years ago, was there ever a time when Dave Jackson wasn't like it, like this came didn't come second nature to you was oh. there ever a time you struggled with podcasting uh you know what probably the the last time i really struggled and this sounds like a humble brag and i, I don't mean it to be <laughs> but but when i got inducted into the uh academy of podcasters hall of fame the next episode i went to do I had this huge, like, I would record. I'm like, okay, is that Hall of Fame material? And I'm like, mm, you know, <laughs> it was just, it really, and I was like, so I finally just had to like, hold on a second. Why did they induct you into the Hall of Fame? I'm like, well, because they do this, this, and that. I'm like, okay, so that's just me being me. Right. So just be me and it'll be fine. But yeah, it, it really messed with my head. I was like, how do I, like, is this up to, you know, that whole nine yards? So there was that. And then when I first started, I, my very first podcast was for musicians and there was a guy that was like the godfather of music marketing. His name right. is Bob, Bob Baker. And, uh, I, he was one of my first guests and I was like, wow, this is great. I get to interview, you know, Bob Baker, holy cow. And I brought him on and I'm like, before we even started recording, I'm like, how did you become such a guru? And he said, oh, well you don't, you know, he goes, I just kind of grabbed my invisible magic wand and went, poof, you're a guru and touched himself on the head. And he said, I just realized that I'd written some articles for different magazines. I'd been in bands since I was a teenager and I kind of knew what I was talking about. He goes, I never really thought I had to know everything because you'll never know everything. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, in that case, poof, I'm a, I'm a podcast guru, you know, and, and off we went. And it's, it's kind of been that way. My background's in in teaching. I taught in the corporate world for a lot of times. And I remember once I was freaking out. I was teaching teaching a Microsoft Access level three. And there's nothing more boring or dry than a level three Microsoft Access class. And I told my boss, I said, you know, I'm really not a database guru. I get access one and two, but this stuff, he goes, you just need to know more than your students. Don't worry about it. You don't have to be, you know. And I was like, okay. And I just prayed I didn't get some, you know, total nerdy geeky database guy that's not how you do that man in my <laughs> class i can see that <laughs> i mean technically it's correct but you know the yeah. code needs to be <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I i struggle every now and then i think we all do uh mm -hmm. you know even going back to my early days my my very first job as a grocery bagger i got fired because i was too shy and people go nah and i'm like no that's that's absolutely true and then uh I got the the job through school. It was supposed to be a business class, and really the class should have been called "Get Hired at a Grocery Store" <laughs> right? class. Uh, and he just he told me he says, "What I want you to do is act the way you want to be, and someday someday you'll be the way you are." You know, and, I, and which is basically fake it till you make it. Right. And uh, so I just started pretending I was outgoing, and now you can't shut me up. Hmm. I was so shy when I got into radio 
that most people who uh, shared the same general newsroom and sports department didn't know that I was actually on the air because <laughs> they didn't hear me talk around the office. Yeah. Uh, so that's how shy I was when I got my, to my first big station and it would be like seven months in somebody's like, what is it that you do around here? I'm like, well, do you ever listen to the sports updates in the afternoon? What? That's you with like that loud voice and the excitement. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now, now let me turn off the monitor on my desk. So the person sitting next to me can't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's I I still fall into that when I was married. I remember anytime I went to like my wife's Christmas party. So I don't know anybody there but her. And she'd look over and she's like, Oh, no. And I'm like, what? She goes, you're shy, Dave, aren't you? And I'm like, I just I'm kind of uncomfortable. She's like, Oh, just be yourself. Would you just, you know, knock it off. So you're being yourself. You're you're doing a great job growing your podcast you have a lot of episodes under your belt at what point did you start to look at hey this is something i can monetize well the the funny thing was i did exactly what i tell people not to do i oh. started well i started the first podcast for musicians and a friend of mine who listened to that podcast had just come back from a, a big you know um, online marketing thing and he said, hey, I, I, I saw the next big thing that's going to be huge on the internet. I'm like, what is it? And he goes, podcasting. And I'm like, okay. And I Googled it. And I remember I thought I broke the internet because there was one and a half pages. That was it. And I was like, hold on, let me Google this again. You know. And at the time, everybody was saying membership sites and then this guy's telling me podcasting are going to be huge. And I'd seen so many things come that were going to be huge. And then they were, and I didn't do anything. Like I totally missed right. the MySpace boat. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because at the time the, I had uh, just been let go of a, a job I had. And the bad news was my degree, my original degree was in electronic engineering, but I'd kind of fallen into the training department. They had, had let me go. I got downsized and I went to get a job in training and they're like, your degrees in engineering. What are you doing here? So I had to go back to school and so I started, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this to make money. I'm going to create a membership site and, and a membership site about podcasting. Because at that point, I'd already figured out that uh, podcasting was for me. It was geeky. It was super creative and I could help people. And uh, so I started the school of podcasting to make money. And much like everybody else, when you first start out, you, if you don't have an audience, you know, you're, you're, how are you going to monetize to, you know, dust? Right, right. Dust doesn't buy anything. And so consequently, the, the first few years, especially, I had uh, the school of podcasting, but I was also doing editing because people would, if I could talk somebody into starting a podcast, they'd be like, I just want to talk into a microphone. Do you know anybody who does editing? And I'm like, uh, yeah, me uh, here, you know. So yeah, the first few years were, were brutal, but uh, that's, that's how it started. Yeah. And then as as things moved along and your podcast grew, then more people are joining School of Podcasting. And yeah, uh, but it also opened up other opportunities for you beyond uh, the membership group from employment opportunities to speaking oh, yeah. and talk a little bit about kind of how your podcast, you know, you always have a segment on your show because of my podcast. Because of your podcast, what doors started opening to either monetize or get access to areas you might not have had before? 
it, it's another humble brag story. So brace yourself. They're like, man, that guy's <laughs> full of himself. But I, I wish, like, this sounds like something that would be, like, you can't make this up. But at right. the time, I'm, I'm doing the school of podcasting, but now I'm in school. I'm going back to get my degree. And uh, this guy calls me. And at the time, the New Media Expo was the biggest kind of expo. It had blogging, it had YouTubing, and it had podcasting. And the guy that ran the podcasting track had stepped down. So the the head guy, his name was Rick. He called Libsyn. Now I didn't work there yet, and uh, he called them and like, hey, we need a, a podcast guy. Who do you think? And uh, the guy from Libsyn goes, what about Dave Jackson? He's like, okay, writes down the name, <laughs> calls up Blueberry. Who do you think? I don't know. What about Dave Jackson? Called up Spreaker, and the guy from Spreaker goes, I don't know. What do you think about Dave Jackson? And he's like, okay, I'm not going to call anybody else. And so <laughs> he just called me up. He goes, okay, apparently you're the guy for this. Right. And all we had to kind of haggle on was how much he was going to pay me. So that was one. I got hired at a college once I did get my degree uh, because I walked in and I was kind of applying to be a, a teacher. And they were like, well, what are your hobbies? And I said, oh, I like to podcast. And they're like, oh, you know how to podcast? And I mean, they lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And I said, I could see it'd be great to have a podcast for like the students here and give them tips on how to study better and things like that. And they're like, Ooh, so I got hired for that. We never did that. They, I, it was one of those things, but that was another one. And then the, the third one was after uh, being a teacher for, for years, once again, it, it's a little bit like radio, but every seven years in radio, new ownership comes in, they change right. your format and you're out the door. So <laughs> once again, we'd hired a bunch of sales guys that couldn't sell training. So the, 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 the answer was downsized the teachers. Right. And, uh, I literally got let go and I'd been podcasting for 10 years and I could see where, you know, teaching Microsoft office was, had, had seen its heyday. And I was like, well, this podcasting thing is going up and I had the school of podcasting and I was going to, I, at one point I did that full time. And then my wife at the time was like, we need health benefits. And I was like, okay. So that's when I went back into getting a teaching job. And uh, so that teaching got job was gone. And I was like, well, where could I work that I would be, uh, okay, looking at my friends and saying, this is where you want to, you know, do your podcasting stuff. And that was Libsyn. So yeah. I knew the, um, the vice president, I'd actually done a podcast with him many, many, many moons ago. And uh, I just called him up and I said, this could be a really awkward conversation. He's like, Oh, all right, I'll play. What's up. And I go, well, the bad news is I just lost my job. And he goes, and the good news is, and I go, I'm available to work for you, buddy. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I, I would say, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm not I'm like, what are you doing the rest of the day? And I go, laundry, literally, I just lost my job. And so it took about two weeks to get the, they're based out of Pittsburgh. I'm in uh, Akron, Ohio. And mm -hmm. once we figured out the the taxes and the paperwork, so I now work from home for Libsyn doing tech support. I used to have to take all my vacation days to go to things like podcast movement and PodFest and right. things like that. And now I go there for free on Libsyn's dime. Now, granted, I have to stand behind a booth for half the day, but that's fine by me because all the good stuff happens at night when you're doing all the networking. <laughs> and so those are just a few, a few examples. Well, the last one, uh, I had written a book called More Podcast Money, I'm going to say about seven years ago. And I was just getting, I just started rewriting it because it didn't mention anything about Patreon or crowdfunding because right. that, that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I, just as I started it, I got approached by a publisher and they were like, hey, would you be interested in writing a book about podcast monetization? And I was like, as a matter of fact, I'm on about page 12 at this point. <laughs> and uh, I never worked with a publisher before. And I was like, well, let's see how this works. So that's another one that they found me because of my podcast. 
Well, it's an amazing book because I think most people, when they think about monetizing podcasting, the first thing they're going to think are ads or sponsors, right? Yep. Oh, I don't have enough people listening to get ads or, you know, I can't sell this to a sponsor yet because I'm not big enough. And they look at the statistics are out there and what, you know, per thousand downloads and I don't have a thousand downloads and that's only 35 or $50 or $25 or whatever yeah. the, the, the going rate happens to be. And, you know, the, the big lesson from the book, I think, if there's one big takeaway, there's a lot of ways you can monetize not only podcasting, but it could be live streaming or video creation or any type of content creation. And some of these things really should be almost like be baked into what you do if you're on the, the Internet. Talk about what you would advise somebody working with you who has a smaller podcast, but they want to make some money or get some opportunities from it. What, where, what are the, the basics of where people should start? What are the, you think the most fruitful opportunities, you know, obviously it's going to depend on the person and what their niche is, but in right. general for a podcast with a smaller audience, how should you start down that path of monetization? I usually say start with affiliate marketing mm -hmm. because, and, and just look around and see what you're using that your audience might also use. Because the great thing about that is you can talk about it firsthand and right. you don't have to read a bunch of bad sales copy and things like that. Uh, I do a, a weight loss show. And when the Fitbit first came out, because it's kind of a gadget and I'm a, kind of a geek, I bought a Fitbit and I was like, wow, this thing is really cool. And it's inspiring me to walk more and things like that. And so I looked out and sure enough, they had an affiliate program. And every time somebody bought an affiliate uh, or I sometimes bought a Fitbit, I made nine bucks. Right. And after a while, that started to add up because that had a pretty big – I'd been doing that podcast for probably five or six years at that point. And it was just me saying, wow, this is really, really cool. And the one that really blew me away is there was – they don't make them anymore. They turn them into an app, which I'm kind of bummed. But there were these things called Fit Decks. And it was basically a deck of cards, and they'd be like, Fit Deck for pregnant people, Fit Deck for you know seniors, and all this other stuff. And uh, I bought one because, again, I always like to be able to kind of hold it and smell it and touch it and make right. sure I'm not lying. And uh, I said, hey, uh, you know, I dealt myself a little workout last night and I'm, I'm kind of sore. And I said the magic phrase that pays and I had no idea. I said, I could see turning this into a game with your kids. And that's when I found out that a lot of my audience was moms with right. kids. And the Fit Deck was 15 bucks. I made $1.50. I made 10%. And I had my phone set up to kind of make a ka-ching noise every time somebody bought one of these things. And I'm still teaching at the time. And I'd be teaching in class, and all of a sudden you hear this cha-ching, cha-ching. So I finally had to turn my, my phone off. But people were not only buying one deck, they were buying multiple decks. And wow. it was just a matter of if you can get the right product for the right audience, that can really you know come in handy. I had been promoting a, uh, a total gym because at the time, Christy Brinkley and Chuck Norris we're promoting those all over TV. And I was like, oh, I'll just ride their coattails because I had one and I was talking about it. And I promoted it for a year and didn't sell any. I finally, at the end of the year, sold one, had a nice $75 commission. But if you, you know, spread that over 12 months, that's not really a whole lot. Right. And that's that's when it dawned on me. I was like, you know what? My audience doesn't want to bulk up. They're primarily females. And females sometimes get worried about any kind of weightlifting because they don't want to get all bulky. And that's, you know, about that time I found Fit Dex. And I was like, okay, this is definitely 
you know, paying the bills. I'm I'm doing something right now that's not it didn't make the book because I just started it, but I found a product that was pretty cool and they had an affiliate program and I was like, okay, what audience would use this product? And I made a podcast for that. The the podcast is called Grow Your Community and you'll hear in the minute in the in the middle I promote uh, you know, a product and I've got my affiliate checks and I'm like, this is definitely worth the time. So it's just a matter of like, if you have a good product and who's the audience for that, now let's make content that that person wants to listen to and off you go. Right. So you have your areas of expertise and there's no reason that you can't do a podcast on different subjects if you're passionate about that, you know enough to be dangerous and you have some products and an audience. Um, a lot of people feel like everything they do has to be, okay, I'm an audio drama person, so I'm going to do six audio drama podcasts if I get really good at this. Or, you know, um, I talk about podcasting and growing your podcast or YouTube and growing your video channel. And so every every podcast they do, whether it's, one podcast in a lot of episodes, or if they add a second or third podcast, it always seems to be, I don't want to move too far. But in fact, you could do a podcast that has nothing that relates at all to your primary podcast. If you're a good host and you're interested enough to learn about the subject and you care about it and you care about the audience, you could have two distinct sets of audiences, right? That don't even cross over. Absolutely. The one of the things that really blew me away is my very first podcast ended up being called The Marketing Musician. It went through numerous name changes, but that's where it ended up at. And I had, then I later started the school of podcasting and I would be talking to somebody and they'd be like, oh yeah, I, I heard you talk about that on The Marketing Musician podcast. And I'm like, oh, you listen to that show too? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. What do you play? And they like, oh, I don't, I'm not a musician. I just think you're funny. And I was like, what? And that's one that really like my, it kind of just bounced off the forehead a couple of times. I was like, and it's like, Oh, well, yeah, you always tell these stories and you're talking about being in your band and stuff. And I just find it entertaining. And some of the marketing stuff applies to promoting my podcast. So it's not that much of a stretch, but I was like, I never saw that coming that, Oh, I'll, right. Dave does another show. I'll go see what that is. But on the other hand, I just, uh, last night found some show on Amazon, because it had, uh, oh, the guy from Say Anything, John Cusack was in it. And right. then in, in the middle of it, the guy that was in the office that was the total jerk, I forget his name anyway, uh, but he's in it with a beard. And I was like, oh, and because at first, about halfway through the episode, I'm like, I'm not sure if this is for me. It's called Utopia. Hmm. And, and all of a sudden, all these other actors came up in it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to hang in because I like those guys. So it's, you can, you know, people will, will come to the podcast, but they'll stick around for the host. Right, right. And I, I think that's so true. And um, people focus so much on what's my topic and what's my guest and what time I should release and yeah. when I should go live and how I should promote. And at the end, a lot of people don't think that they're actually showing up for you, the host, because podcasts can grow without ever having a big guest on. Uh, but just having a big guest on once isn't going to the people will come like there's people who will come just because Dave Jackson's here. But if I don't have anything to offer them, they're not coming back next week. There'll be other people who come next week, but right. So it's like, you have to have something beyond uh, just 
what's what's outside of you, right? The bells and the whistles and the guests and the promotion. If it if your personality doesn't resonate with people or your info isn't hitting them where they need to be hit, so to speak, they're not coming back. They're just it's a one off then. Like let me see the 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 show as it comes through town. <laughs> That's it. You've got to let your your personality come through. You've got to know who your audience is and what they want. Um, I just did an episode and I said, if you don't let your personality shine through, I said, what if Martin Luther King was boring? Right. Like, what if what if he got up at the you know in front of the Lincoln Memorial and he said, uh, I have a dream that uh, you know one day little black boys and little white girls and you know just just monotone. I'm like you know that guy let his passion go through. And my other favorite thing is when somebody starts off, they're like, Hey, welcome to episode. I don't know what is it, forty three, forty. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Well, what are we talking about today? I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. Hey, it's Thursday. It's time for an episode. And I'm like, and stop. There's somebody who's going to waste, you know, 36 minutes of my time. And and you got to be a little professional, but they, they will stick around. But they also, uh, I don't think people, their prime, I guess, resource or whatever is their time. Right. And I don't know how many times I would let somebody waste my time before I go. And that's enough of you. Right, right. <laughs> kind of reminds me of when I worked in radio when we would be screening tapes of people applying for a job. And they, you know, they were applying for a sports job and they would open up with like Marv Albert calling something. And then they would go into their newscast and not realizing that you're giving them like three seconds to make an impression. It's like, well, Marv sounds great. Next tape. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think well, we can get him. <laughs> well, well, not only that, but let's put myself up against a, a really well-known thing you know and if yeah it's it's like let's put me next to brad pitt and then ask me how i look i'm like no i'm not going to do that that's a, a bad idea <laughs> what role do you think video plays in monetizing now so many people now have their their podcast on YouTube, they have their clips, they may be doing it live uh, for an audience as you do ask the podcast coach. What role does that play in your opportunities for, for monetizing, do you think? Well, it the thing I like about ask the podcast coach, because in reality, about 3% of my audience shows up live and then the rest listen later. But the one thing I can't get from a podcast that I get when I do ask the podcast is instant feedback. In fact, a lot of the times I end up taking a topic that was brought up on Ask the Podcast Coach because I got my target audience right there. Right. Uh, and like somebody just last week said, there are all these different kind of um, business models now around media hosting. You should do a show on that. And I went, you know what? I should. That's a good, that's a good idea. So that's the thing I think that's really great about live streaming is – You've got your audience right there, and I have a feature on my show where it's called the question of the month, but I have to wait three weeks to get the answers where when you're live, you can say, hey, what do you guys think of this? And you know, within 15 seconds, your chat room is, is throwing the answer right back out there, and that's amazing. There's a, a level of adrenaline that is going on when you're live that uh, you, I try to have when I'm talking to the wall. You know, but live is a whole different beast and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And you get an audience that shows up. I, I think it's where you see most intently, like how that audience shows up for you, because 
when I show up on Saturday morning and you're doing like a wrap up of podcast movement or pod fest and you know, I was at the event. I, I might've hung out with you a part of the time. <laughs> I know I spent about three days with Jim Collison and yet I'm there listening to you guys summarize and wrap up things because it's your own personality and it's your own take on it. And uh, it, it's, you're, you're there for to laugh and have a good time and spend time with hosts you like it's like company on your saturday morning well and and that's where i got really lucky everybody who says oh you have such a great voice and i'm like well thank john and barbie because those are my parents i didn't i didn't really do anything about that and i got really lucky with jim cullison because people always talk about you guys have such great chemistry and i'm like i don't know i just like the guy and i was very lucky in that in that i think a lot of people try to find somebody who's just like them and you you actually don't want that because i could be like so what'd you think about that latest podcast thing, Jim? And if he goes, I thought it was awesome. What'd you think, Dave? And I go, me too. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's that's okay. Next topic, you know. Uh, so it's nice if you have somebody who's a little different. And Jim has the great coaching background, and he's much more of a hardware geek than I am, and I'm much more of a software guy. So right. we complement each other. And um, the poor guy's getting up at you know seven in the morning to do a <laughs> podcast. That, that still blew. Well, that's why he's drinking coffee all day. So. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I love live. It's fun. We're talking with Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson. He has a new book out, Profit From Your Podcast. Check it out. There's links in the description. It's a fabulous new book. Um, so many other options. We talked about affiliate marketing for people who aren't ready for, say, sponsorships and ad sales. But even if you have sponsors or you have ad sales, all these opportunities can contribute to increasing your revenue. What are some of your other top ones that you would recommend to people who are trying to figure out how to monetize? Well, it's interesting because sometimes people have a product, they start a podcast and hope they can attract their audience. And I'm seeing more people do this. They'll start a podcast on something they love. They attract an audience and then they figure out what does that audience need and they go and make it. Um, mm -hmm. I talk about Daniel J. Lewis in the book, who is a guy that's a web designer and makes really pretty stuff. And right. he decided to call his show the audacity, as in the gumption, the courage to podcast. But lucky Daniel, audacity is also a free software. And so it turns out that people that are loving a free software are not really loving paying four figures for a website. So he was like, hmm, okay, that's not going to work. But he did you know, grow his audience. And he was like, okay, what are these guys into? What do these people want? Well, they, they really are into reviews. They like all, and he's built, you know, they want to know how to rank higher in Apple podcasts. So he created a course for that. So sometimes it's a matter of look at your audience and find out what they need. Cause that is the number way, uh, the number one way to, to earn income is to have some sort of product or service. That's, right. that's number one. Then I would say probably affiliate marketing. There are some people that are absolutely killing it with crowdfunding. Hmm. better known as Patreon, but there are other platforms as well. And that's one that uh, there's a great website, Graphtreon, G-R-A-P-H, Treon. And there's a political show on there. I think it's called El Chapo's House. And what's weird is so many people spend like just insane amounts of time figuring out the different levels and what are we going to call level two is the gold standard and this is platinum and this is diamond. And, and these guys just went, okay, here's the deal. We do four episodes. Uh, mm -hmm. Two of them are free and two of them are five bucks. And then what they do is they do kind of like an NPR thing, you know, the annoying like, hey, we're doing our pledge drive. <laughs> 
you know, and if we don't raise at least X amount of money, we're not going to put out any more episodes. <laughs> but they're, they make more money in a month than I make in a year. Right, right. Five bucks at a time. But it's insane. So that's something that if you've got the the time and the patience and things like that, uh, crowdfunding is great. And then also don't forget that you can bundle some of this stuff. Ross was talking earlier about his email list. And you also have a website. So what you can do is if you're looking for sponsors, you can say, hey, you know, here's my audience. And right now it's X amount of money to be in the podcast. It's X amount of money to be on the website. We could put a little, you know, image, things like that. Or if you want, we have a package right now where you can be in the podcast, on the website and in the newsletter, sign up here uh, mm -hmm. or which one would you want? So in either way, you're still getting money. It's like <laughs> right, you want right. the package or you just want the podcast kind of thing. <laughs> So there are ways you can can package stuff with that as well. So, yeah, and it's good to see that it doesn't have to be a big ticket item. That if you are able to have something in volume and it's affordable for people, you you can you can do well. Um, I'm looking at a question here that I sort of asked, but it's from Christopher Vogelman, and he says um, he asks about the importance of doing video versus an audio only. I asked about video kind of from the the monetizing. Yeah. Uh, aspect, and we talked a little bit about the energy that going live brings. But in general, what's your advice to people in the school of podcasting who say, "Okay, I've been doing audio for a couple of years. I, I don't know if I really want to do video. Should I do it? Is it important? Is it necessary?" If if that was the attitude, like I'm you'd not be sure. like, no. Yeah, I'd be like, no, don't do stuff you don't want to do because it's going to kind of show. And I know a lot of people are like, I have a face for radio. And I'm like, then don't do video. It is one of those things. It's not, you know, StreamYard makes it so easy. And mm -hmm. all you need is, a, you know, some lights and, and you're good to go. So it's it's not that hard, but it is something like I have a hard time. I'm trying to remember to look at the camera because it's really boring if I just look at Ross. I, say, I have a hard time doing it too. Yeah. So, I, mean. <laughs> I, I try to remember to do that. And it's, you know, with YouTube, it's free. So mm -hmm. it's just a matter of I need a camera, I need some lights and the courage to, you know, now I have to shower and shave. That's kind of a bummer. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you've got it, you know, do it because especially if I'm doing something like a kitchen show mm -hmm. and I want to show people how to cook or uh, later on today, I'm going to make a video on uh, my podcast reviews and show there's a new feature. Well, I could talk about it and say, well, if you go into the software, it's on the right-hand side and it's just, right. well, I can just show you it's much more powerful. So there are definitely times when video comes in handy and, but there it's on the other hand, it's great. If it's, if you're doing a solo show, mm -hmm. you can start your podcast for like 80 bucks. You buy a microphone, plug it into your computer, press record and you're off to the races, you know? Yeah. So no, I definitely took the cynics voice, but there's also a lot of people who just need a little push. Like they really in their heart want to do video, but they're maybe afraid of how they'll appear on camera or what they need to do. And I think most people could probably benefit from just turning the camera on and recording when they're doing video while they're doing their podcast. And if nothing else, you could use a clip for a promo, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah, it's anytime you can do that, we're let's do it. Because if you think about it, if I do audio, I can't go back later and do video of that unless I want to right. just re-record it. Whereas if I do the, the video as I'm recording the audio, now I have every opportunity to do whatever I want. If I want to make a promo clip, if I want just the audio, whatever, it's there. And uh, yeah, that's a great point. 
So big picture, you talked about how when podcasting was starting, it was like going to be the next big thing, right? And then we've gone through several, this is the year of podcasting, and there's been ups, and, and you know, it really made a comeback in terms of, like, general perception, right? And now, all of a sudden, you've got Joe Rogan signing an exclusive $100 million deal with Spotify and, and, and different... Uh, other companies investing heavily in podcasting studios and podcasting content creation. And every single celebrity seems like they have to have a podcast and get something off their chest at least once or twice a week. Are we in a golden age? Are we hitting a golden age? Is this just for the people at the very, very top? Where, where do you see the industry um, particularly with an eye on in the independence going right now. I think it depends on what your podcast, like Sarah Silverman is launching a podcast. She's a comedian and she, because she's a comedian, she said, yes, I always like to join things really, really late. And that's, so she's starting one now. Uh, but on the other hand, if I'm doing, I, I was helping somebody this morning. It was about uh, it, the focus group was middle-aged females. And a celebrity may or may not target that as their target audience. And that's, I think, what you see a lot more in the independent kind of world is people that are focusing on a little more niche than somebody who's a big celebrity that just wants to entertain and talk to everybody. You know, it's, it's right. not the... Uh, you know, I don't know. Insert. It's not the Chuck Woolery. Wow, is it really? That's the name that comes to my head. The the Chuck Woolery. You Would know. you guys go out on a date again? I'll, I'll pay for it. <laughs> you know, he's uh, whoever. You know, the Justin Timberlake podcast focusing on you know uh, pit bull clothing right. designers. You know, whatever. Um, those guys are doing it for, for big, big broad looks and things like that. So I think that's the biggest difference. And that's where people go, yeah, but can you make any money with a niche audience? And I, I talk about Kathy um, uh, Keller in the book. She did a, a podcast called Special Mouse because her son was uh, autistic and she loves Disney. Mm. And so she did a podcast on how to take people with special needs to amusement parks. And she was an expert. She knew every single, you know, rule number uh, 27B item six says you have to be able to do this at the, the park. And she held them accountable. And uh, she had a private Facebook group. And this is another thing where when you do something that you're like, ah, nobody's going to listen to this. I'm the only person that's going through this. You find out later that no, there are a lot of people going through this. And she had a Facebook group of people that were like, I thought I was the only one going through this. And then it turned out she actually got a sponsor, even though she never had huge numbers, uh, because there was a guy in Florida that specialized in, you guessed it, transporting people with special needs. Wow. And she had his target audience. So, it you know, depending on what the, the deal is, uh, you can still end up with sponsors. Yeah. What's going on with the School of Podcasting these days? The School of Podcasting, probably the, the thing I love the most is I do live coaching every like twice a month. And then every Friday I do a thing called lunch with Dave. And so it's just catching up with people and having not just me say, you can do it. You know, cause I, that's right. what a half, half of the school of podcasting is jump in. I will catch you. And they're like, mm, I'm not sure. And so it's, you have these other brilliant podcasting minds that are kind of coaching each other as well as me coming in with, with new stuff and things like that. So that happens a lot. Uh, I know right now, as we speak, um, 
Blueberry released not too long ago a new version of PowerPress, and I'm like, great, get to redo all the PowerPress tutorials. So that's always fun, and right. uh, you know, um, and I just did an episode on how to be interesting or mm. interesting. I found that out. If I if you're in Ohio, you say interesting. If you're in New York, it's interesting. So that's what my audience pointed out. It's like I never even noticed I said that funny. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I guess I'm close to New York. <laughs> well. Congratulations on on the success of the book. It's it's rushing up the charts. Profit from your podcast, and also if you're interested in the school of podcasting, you want to learn from Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson directly. There's links to both of those items and everything else we talked about in the uh, description on both Facebook and YouTube. So check that out, Dave. Thanks so much for spending some time and. Um, we all love you and congratulations on all, on all your success with the book and the hall of fame and, and all the other good things you have going on. Thanks Ross. This is uh, I knew it was going to be fun. Always great to see you. And uh, thanks for the opportunity. I really do appreciate it. Thanks Dave. That is the great Dave Jackson hall of fame podcaster from the school of podcasting. And again, check out his book, profit from your podcast and also check out the school of podcasting. I want to say hi to uh, people in the chat. We've got a great group here today. Uh, I've seen Eileen Smith here. Uh, Kyle Bondo is here. Dole Whip Dad. Brent Basham. Uh, got the whole podcast family out here. Bob Barb uh, Tomlin is here. Uh, Jonathan is here. Beauty Bubble. Donnell. Uh, Dana Bentz. Dr. Tachi's here. Uh just looking down the list here. Christopher Vogelman mentioned you earlier. Good to see you. Uh, Jabbar is here. And uh, Bridget, 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 I don't know why I always mispronounce your name. Bridget, uh, it's such an easy name, and I mispronounce it all the time. Sue Ann, good to see you. Alfredo, uh, Dana Benz, Dee Nimmin, good to see you, Dee. And White Noise Studio. Hugo Gamer, and I know I'm not going to get to everyone because everyone came out here to see uh, Dave Jackson, but thank you all so much for being a part of today's show. It's time, as we always do toward the end of the show, it's time for the remix. And on today's remix, we hear from Diana Gladney, who was on the show last week and talked about a solution if you want to upgrade from a built-in camera on your laptop or your computer, there's a solution that isn't a webcam or a DSLR or mirrorless camera, and you probably have it in your hand right now. Exactly. Do you recommend the next step being the external webcam, or do you recommend jumping ahead to a another kind of camera? Well, honestly, now we can introduce something else that a lot of people already have that honestly has a better camera, and that's your phone. You mm -hmm. know, we have programs like Filmic. I think it's Filmic Pro that just announced it recently. It's like ten dollars. That's a pretty high price for an app. But let's look at the grand scheme of things, because the cameras we're talking about are like a thousand, at least five hundred dollars, something like that. Mm -hmm. If you can find one good used, not been thrown up against the wall, then maybe you know right. three or four hundred or something. But 
you know, for 10 bucks, you can get and get an application that removes all the icons and you can use your smartphone that has a way better camera. You probably spent already a thousand dollars on that or are paying for it still. So it, it's we have some other options now. I wouldn't necessarily we- recommend a web camera if your phone kind of already is better and has in uh, multiple lenses and is very clear and things like that, because that will work better. And that's Diana Gladney. So much value she shared last week. And catch the replay. You can also take a look again at today's episode as well and all the episodes from this season on the uh, StreamYard YouTube channel. And the StreamYard Facebook page has prior seasons too. So uh, anything you want to catch up on, uh, we appreciate all these great guests who've been coming on the show each week. And we have other shows as well. Don't forget, there's the StreamYard Town Hall every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. The co-founders take your questions and update what's going on with the app and new features. Uh, Dana Bance is live both Tuesday and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Tuesdays is Two Cents with Bence and Thursday night with her sister, Kelsey. Dana hosts StreamYard Spotlight where we interview you, the StreamYard user, and hear about how you're using StreamYard and the type of content you're creating with StreamYard. And then, of course, come back and see us Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern for StreamYard Connect. Dean Nimmin will be our guest next week as we talk to him about those new backgrounds and the value of graphic design and brand identity when it comes to the look of your live stream show. So a lot to look forward to in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm Ross Brand. Thanks again to Dave Jackson and all of you for joining us. We'll talk to you again on another episode of StreamYard Connect. Have a great day, everybody.